Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and we are getting ready for London. London calling your Chicago Cubs. Cubs getting ready to play their first ever game abroad in London. Our good friends Gary Ross and Tanya have joined us at this early hour for a podcast at 11.30. Gary was asking us why are we so early for this podcast today. Well, the NBA draft is tonight, and it's kind of throwing off the scheduling a little bit, and the Cubs are off. So uh, thanks for joining us. Rachel joining us from London in the chat. She says, let's go, London Cubs time. Uh, she is, of course, the queen of the CHGO Cubs podcast. Uh, <laughs> Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Delmendo, Ryan Herrera. You know, we got a lot to talk about. First of all, how about this? I have a couple of pens right on my desk or not my desk, my table where I sit here. And 90% of them don't work. The first pen I pulled out today. Nice. London. I love London. I heart I London. London. <laughs> I heart London. It doesn't work, by the way. So <laughs> that's, that's going in the trash. People have been asking us, are we going to London? Here's Here's the official word. We haven't been told no. <laughs> we haven't been told no. So, you know, save us a spot. We haven't been told yet. You never know. We, we might just been show told up. No. Yeah. Haven't been told no. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, I'm ready to be heard again. Let's go. Apparently there's a Cubs pub in London that yeah. is like packed to the brim right now. That's right. pretty cool. A Thursday. Do we have to call it the Goose Island Pub now for the next few days? When we, we were, does everything have to be referred to as a pub instead of a bar or yeah. a draft house? Is everything a so. pub? Yeah, and you got to drink pints, according to Rachel. You're not drinking beer, yeah. pints. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, will say so one, I will say one thing. You know, I watched. You guys did not watch Ted Lasso, correct? I've watched. I've, a, I've watched a little bit of it. A little bit of it. So, yeah. I know sort it of is. the theme of it is. You know, obviously he's over in England and he takes over the soccer team. He's an American coach who knows nothing about soccer. He's got this sign that says, believe, believe is sort of the theme and thing. We've been talking about that this week. Do you now believe what is it? 10 of 12. The Cubs have won yeah. 10 of 12. Do you believe the Cubs are playing their best baseball right now? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, they are. Like it's just, it's like it seems. The, we talked about the starting pitching and and just how it's kind of gotten on a roll. I mean, Tyone is maybe the one of his last stretch that just hasn't been as consistent as they need him to be. But the the starting pitching's overall been great. Bullpen's been great. Defense has been good. The hitting, the clutch hits are coming. Overall, they're putting up runs like. Yeah, this is this is as good as we've seen the Cubs play baseball like all year. And you know, I don't know I don't know how long it lasts because they obviously went through a pretty long stretch where they weren't playing their best baseball and you could arguably say they were playing their worst baseball. Um <laughs> so I don't know how long this lasts, but the fact that it's gone on for about 12 games now and you're seeing a lot of it is coming from like what we expected the Cubs to be good at the defense, the run prevention, like even the bullpen, you know, it was, it was bad for a while there, obviously. Um, but you see Adbert and uh, Mark Leiter kind of finding their roles at that back way back end of the bullpen, high leverage, late inning spots, um, whether that's 
you know, Adbert might be the closer, like the de facto closer. But I think if you got three righties coming up in the eighth and three lefties coming up in the ninth, Ross might switch and have a Alzelay then lighter, which right now seems okay. Um, Julian Merriweather's picking picking it up. Michael Fulmer's actually looked a lot better in his last ten or so outings. Um, more medium leverage to low leverage type stuff, but you need guys like that. Um, so just like the overall run prevention has been like pretty solid his last two weeks now almost. So that that I can see lasting. I don't know if the, I'm going to see the Cubs putting up as many runs as they've put up these last couple weeks, but like if they're if they're pitching and playing defensively like they've done the last 12 games like they're gonna be right in it the whole year yeah i mean they're there's i said it yesterday clicking on all cylinders right now like even when they have innings where they are unable to get a runner in in scoring position um it doesn't it doesn't feel like the game is over or you feel like that you don't feel like that's going to loom uh large in, in, in later in the game and a lot of that has just been because they've been able to score runs in bunches. They had multiple innings yesterday where they scored multiple runs in an inning. Um, and then when you got Stroh and and, and Steele and, and Hendricks and, and Smiley just giving you quality start after quality start, you just feel like you're always in games. And, of course, when they were playing bad, a lot of those games they were losing by like one or two runs. So you always knew that they were better than that. And that's why I was so frustrated for so long because – Last year made a lot more sense on why they weren't good. This year, it made no sense why they were playing so bad in May, other than the fact that they don't have a lot of power, or at least the power is inconsistent because they'll have a game where they hit two or three homers, and then they'll have a game where they score all their runs with 12 singles, you know, and like it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I do think the power thing is something that will probably loom large all season for this team uh, in terms of, you know, not necessarily costing them games, but you know, if they have a game where they need to score more runs, that you know, then they're going to need to hit some balls out of the ballpark. You know what I mean? So, but as far as overall right now, like they're again, they're clicking on all cylinders, and I think they're playing better than they even did in April. And I think you can say that just because they have the more optimal roster. And there's no Eric Hosmer. You know, Wisdom and Mancini aren't everyday players right now. You're you're seeing Morrell out there, uh, you know, playing his best baseball. It feels like in in some aspect, uh, as an overall player, you're seeing, you know, Mike Talkman just kind of take his role and run with it. And you know, the only the only glaring spot, at least position player wise, right now is probably third base. But even it's been fine for the most part. It hasn't cost the Cubs games so. Yeah, you just got to keep riding the wave. I'm like I said yesterday, they got to get back to 500. And once they get to 500, that's to me, that's when they need to really go. Uh, some good stuff in the chat. Uh, Joel agreeing exactly with Cody saying bad baseball luck is even itself out. Um, fly the dub saying hope they don't get rained out because it rains a lot in London, right, matey? I think that makes them a pirate if you say right, matey. Um, but maybe. Rachel can give us a weather update for out there and Mike dubs uh, borrowing my don't, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story saying and saying, I'm hearing the Cardinals are taking spirit airlines to London. Pretty boring. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't that be funny if they flew spirit airlines to London? Uh, No, I, I agree. This is the best they've played because 
more facets of the game are playing well at one time instead of just like one thing uh, carrying the team. Rachel says the forecast is good. High 80s and non-stop sun. Love to see you. If we get there, we're saying there's a chance it would be sunny. And listen, if we don't, here's what I think. If we don't end up in London this weekend, here's the reason why. Exactly what we're talking about. You got to save the money for the playoff run in the World Series at this point. You got to you got to have a postseason budget at media companies. That's got to be set aside. Maybe we didn't have that set aside before the season, but now they enter today three and a half games out of first place in one of the worst divisions in baseball. Sure, but three and a half out behind the Reds. The Cardinals are nine out. I have a question for you. If you had to put your DraftKings cash down on it right now, Cody Del Mendo or Ryan Herrera, who would you put money on to win this division? And part B to that question is, are the Cardinals really out of it? Are we sure about that? Well, let's look at the odds, uh, Stuck. Oh, there's um, actual numbers for this. There's there actual odds, yeah. So you can just go to the app for that. Yeah. Ever if if anyone here follows me on Twitter, they know that I put five dollars on the Reds to win the division a few weeks ago before they started this win streak. I got them at plus two thousand, and now they're down to plus three fifty. Wow. So um, I can cash out right now for around like seventeen dollars if I wanted to. Um, but the Cubs are set right at plus three fifty with the Reds as well. Cardinals at plus 700 and the Pirates at plus 2,500, which is crazy that they've fallen that far back, but they've lost. They've fallen, behind, they've fallen behind the Cardinals for odds to win the division? Yeah. They were in first like, place four days ago. I think Vegas just thinks that, like, the Cardinals, you just look at the, the lineup alone, like, they think that they're going to make a run at some point. Um, but the Brewers are plus 100, which I think is like no one should be placing that bet. <laughs> um, they just, they just, I, I don't understand why the Brewers have the, the odds on favorite. Maybe, maybe they just think the pitching is better. I, I don't know. But well, who would you put it on then? Because uh, Christian in the in the live YouTube chat, which is the best way to enjoy the CHGO process, uh, says the Cardinals still have some devil magic in them. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, we we keep saying that it's not early anymore, but. I'm I'm I don't feel like the Cardinals are out of it until we get to the all-star break and even like to the trade. I would say to the trade deadline, like, see, <laughs> the what they do, see what they do at the trade deadline. And if they're still well under 500, like maybe like maybe I would finally like let it go. But like what? I'm with Christian. I understand the devil. How many did they win in a row in 20 and 21? Wasn't it like 17 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I Rachel, think, I think Rachel, the Cardinals, they have no pub in London. Yeah, so but I, I no think you can't count the Cardinals out until they're like mathematically out of it because strictly because of like that, like that's just one example of what, what they can do even at the end of the season. Uh, I don't, I don't know who I'd put my money on. I like, it's, I don't know. I, this division is so wacky. And like what last week, like 10 days ago, the pirates were in first place and now they're in fourth. So like, yeah. I, I don't like, necessarily believe in any team in this division right now and any team can win it um even the cardinals honestly i'm, I'm gonna say the cardinals aren't out of it yet i agree it's not over till it's over with the cardinals I, too too much uh like ryan you're saying there's too much past history there's there's too many too many experiences right and there's yeah. too many good players on that team like 
we talk about Nolan Arnott and Paul Goldschmidt were both MVP candidates last year. I know the pitching isn't isn't great. It hasn't been great all year. Somehow they're gonna <laughs> you get the feeling they're gonna turn that around, right? But they have good players all over the field. So I that's why I like I look at the Cardinals, they're what 13 games under 500 right now. Yeah. They could go on a run and and close out close it. If 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 anyone at the top of the division had started running away with it by now, I might feel different. But again, like the Brewers, Reds, and Pirates have all been first place in like the last week. Yeah. Like the the Reds are what four games over five hundred, and that's because they've won twelve or eleven in a row. Yeah. Like that's they they still haven't run away with the division, and they're on that big of a winning streak. Like I can, again, yeah, the Cardinals could. There, you get that feeling they could still turn that cha- the they could still turn the th- their season around and. And then you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. But I, I don't feel comfortable betting on anyone in this division because it's been so up and down all year. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, put a, you imagine the Spirit Airlines plane landing in London and all those jorts come off and, and everybody in the, in, the, <laughs> in the airports looking around going, ooh, good golly, look at those Americans. <laughs> They're not really Americans. Well, they are, I suppose, but. Anyway, sorry, Cody. I was just gonna say, like at the beginning of the year, the Cubs were plus six fifty to win the Central, and now they're at plus three fifty with the Reds. So mm. it, those odds shift up and down in terms of like you know how they're playing at the time, right? But I right now, if I if you force me to choose a team, I would say either the Reds or the Cubs because they're one, they're the two hottest teams in the division. The Cubs have a better pitching staff. The Reds argue. If, if, if their offense keeps going and they added Joey Votto back, like you might be able to argue at some point if that their offense is better than the Cardinals even. And like they have some studs. I mean, that we you can't sit here and deny it. They're honestly like, – I can't believe I'm saying it. I haven't been able to say it for a really long time, but like the Reds really do scare me. I, I'm If they I'm add really especially. Yeah, if they're – again, if they're – above 500 at the deadline you don't mm-hmm. think they're going to go try and add a pitcher or, or something like and they just added joey bottle back yeah so like, killer. yeah and he's gonna be in the hall of fame one day i just i the reds are the one team right now that scares me and it's because they've won 11 in a row and you know they they added joey Votto back and i just don't know what you're going to get out of the pitching from them so we'll see but I think Milwaukee is is trending down. Obviously, Pittsburgh's trending down, and the Cardinals. Yeah, like they're. I would. I'll say this: like I'm surprised they haven't made some drastic move. Like they haven't fired their manager yet, right? Like they've been so bad. Like no one thought they'd be this bad, and they haven't fired Marmol yet. Like I feel like they needed to do something like that to just shift the the, the <laughs> vibes or something, or whatever's going on in that clubhouse. Everything's been downhill for them since the Tyler O'Neill thing um, with the, you know, calling him out to the media, basically, you know what I mean? So, and he's been on the injured list, but the, the more the Cardinals start to continue, the more the Cardinals fade, the more it feels like maybe they actually would trade Goldschmidt or Arenado or both at Ooh, the deadline. Did you say Goldschmidt? I did say mm, Goldschmidt. Mm, I don't think they'll trade either one of them mm, to the Cubs. Mm, but you want to you want to solve first base for a couple of years? Well, I'm just saying. But they have so much young talent that they could afford to do it, and you know, re revamp for next year, maybe get some pitching. And I still think they would be a good ball club. Like they, you know, as bad as as whatever as Jordan Walker has been, I still think he's going to be a really good player. Nolan Gorman has been great for them, but they need to just play him at third base. He's not a second baseman. 
Tommy Edmond is kind of like their own version of Nico Horner. Ironically, he played college baseball with Nico Horner. And, you know, Lars Newbar, he's a creative player, so obviously he's going to be good. Uh, so, you know, like they, they have good players. And that, like we said, it doesn't make any sense on why they've been so bad. But, you know, the, like they have to get it going because I think if they are this bad towards the end of like towards the end of July, like good or uh, they're a good organization. They should they, they I feel like they should try to move one of those two guys if they do, because it's just they ain't going to be making the playoffs if they're that bad at the end of July, early August. So that's kind of how I look at that team. So I'm not, I don't think they're out of it, but they better get going soon if they are going to be in it. So I just hope it ain't these this weekend. I just noticed that the godfather of the CHGO Cubs podcast, Mr. Sir Michael Collada says, I'm already on board and sitting down. Is he going to London? Is, is Collada going to London? And if so, shouldn't we be getting live reports from him? Mm-hmm. Like videos sent in via Twitter, maybe. Wow. First person, you know, video. And He's- then I have a question for you. This is what Robert Starnes says in the uh, live chat. He says, this London schedule is BS, not needed, does nothing here for the sport. Well, it might not do anything for the sport here. I don't think that's the point of it. The, sport, yeah. the part it's of it they're trying to get is for people like Rachel that are in over in London, they're trying to get baseball embraced. They love cricket there, yeah. you know, and, and for Collada, maybe Collada is going to look for a, a third baseman. You know, maybe he's looking for a cricket player over there that we can bring over. And, and if, if Slaughter's not called up for Gary, a cricket player might fill in. But <laughs> but this is about this is about Rachel. This is about people in London and in other countries trying to embrace mm. American baseball. Yeah. So I don't know if I totally agree with it's not necessary. I think I think two sports, I think for sure the NFL will eventually go abroad and, and potentially all over the world. But again, that's American football. Yeah. Football to everybody else is soccer and it's worldwide. But our sports, I think part of it's because as Americans, we think everything we have is the best and we don't like to share. But the NFL is our king. The NFL will eventually leak into England at the very least. But I wouldn't be surprised if you started having a European side of the NFL. That's what baseball's trying to get to. Baseball's international, but they don't play it internationally. You know what I mean? Like we know it's big in Japan. So that's why the World Baseball Classic draws some interest. This is we're trying to get the major league product accepted in under un, and embraced in other countries so that do you agree that there's some value to this series being played out there at least a couple games yeah i do I, and i also think one of the like you look at the world baseball classic and like great britain was in it um mm-hmm. but it, it just didn't like made their own jerseys well yeah it's like seeing some things like the the game just isn't funded well in like places like england or in the uk and um you know i think part of this is like at least for you know the uk itself you start to get you you bring you bring an event like this there you start to get people uh you know a little bit excited about baseball there it, it grows the sport and and more funding goes into that kind of uh, into into kind of building baseball in the uk and then maybe that expands around europe and like all of a sudden the world baseball classic is is blows up like it's huge everywhere right 
like we, we, we like to talk about the World Cup. Like every country loves soccer, really. And that's why the World Cup is so huge. And it's a global thing. Like that's what they want to turn the World Baseball Classic into. And like getting places where baseball just isn't funded. Baseball just isn't like part of the national consciousness. It's not just not that big like that. That's going to help grow events like the World Baseball Classic. I don't know that it ever reaches a World Cup level, but like the only way to grow it is to get countries that aren't very invested into it to get them invested in it. And um, that this is one way to do it is is bringing one of the most historic rivalries in all of you know North American sports, right? Not not just Major League Baseball, but like Cubs Cardinals is pretty historic. It's it's been a long time that these two have been playing baseball against each other, so taking that bring it to london making it a pretty big event there i think that it helps in that in that sense as far as growing it um and make getting yeah getting great britain uk whoever it is in europe getting them invested into baseball and um making them care a little bit more and maybe you know you start to see the uh you start to see the growth of the game that the, that major league baseball wants to have I see Rachel saying you're completely right, though. So she's agreeing with me, which is great. Uh, look at the growth of the NFL over here. European baseball is getting bigger and bigger, too. It's so fun to be part of it. Let's keep spreading it. See, that's that's what it's about. Like she had to seek out Major League Baseball to become a Cubs fan. Now Major League Baseball is trying to reach out to other Rachels across the pond and say, hey, this is what we do. Cody, do you worry that it's going to – this series – and the days off and the time and the travel will slow down the Cubs hot streak. Uh, that was like my only thing that I'm not a fan of about this <laughs> series is like, I kind of wish it just would have been like right before the all-star break or something like go play the two games on a weekend, right? Right before the all-star break. That way the, you come back and you have your days to to rest or whatever. Cause uh, once again, I'm a guy who doesn't care if any Cubs make the all-star game, I'd rather them go home and rest and then go fuck the league after the when the second half starts. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that is the only thing that really kind of worries me, but I, th I think that it will, it will be a problem for them or it could be a problem for them after when they get back more so than like this weekend because i think there would be enough i think they'll have a lot of like anticipation and like the adrenaline of like we're playing in london and these two games are nationally televised and you know i i expect there to be a lot of like a, a you know a lot of people watching because the cubs and the cardinals have great fan bases so whether it's just the fan bases that are watching or even you know just baseball fans in general i think that it'll be heavily watched um, and again, like hopefully it does, you know, grow baseball more in the UK or overseas, whatever. Um, I wish the game wasn't at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, but whatever. We like for the people over there, I'll accept it one time. <laughs> Colada says they have no trouble staying awake during a soccer game. They'll like baseball even more. See, that's a that's a shot across the pond that we didn't need. <laughs> he also said that he's not going. He's, 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 on, he's on the slaughter train. Yeah. Like the, the, the slaughter stands yeah. are in the chat. You weren't, you weren't there yesterday, Luke. Uh, Gary's created an army. Yeah. Like, called the slaughter yeah. train. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. an army in the chat and then Discord. Um, all about Jake Slaughter. It seems uh, dangerous. I think he's going to have more hype than Mervis, and that's going to be scary oh, when boy. he does get the call and disappoints everyone. Hey, 
The good news is it's always sunny in London, at least according to Rachel, the next couple days. And it's always sunny here, too. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, one-stop shopping for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transport, loyal program, Sunnyside Rewards. Transparent, excuse me. Illinois' favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs, Wrigley to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. I'll tell you, Kyle Hendricks has made me feel sunny this week, and so have the Cubs, Stroman, Hendricks, and now hopefully Steele across the pond. Want to tell you about some of the uh, products they have and the, and the house of brands Sunnyside has for you, including Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award winning chef Mindy Seagal and Cresco Labs. She's the the chef that was at uh, Mindy's Hot Chocolate, which has now been converted into Mindy's, where they have edibles and all kinds of good things. Uh, also, good news. Provides them gummies, rechargeable vape pens, and cart perfect for moments with the crew. Cresco has reliable and excellent cannabis. High supply. Wonder, you name it, they've got it. Through August, head to Sunnyside Shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. Use one per customer. That's for new customers only. Anyone, or that's not for new customers only. Anybody can use the code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 or older or an Illinois med card holder. Again, the code is CHGO25 for checkout, 25% off the total order. I believe that's sunnyside.shop, Luke. Sunnyside what? Sunnyside.shop. Like I get the dot in there. So that's the URL, sunnyside.shop. Oh, thank you. Yes, sun at sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO20. Good catch, Ryan. I was yesterday years old when I learned that it's Corey Friedman's favorite place to visit in Wrigleyville. It is. Right. It, that it, might be the reason why he lives in Wrigleyville. No, it and Sunnyside is number one, and Wrigleyville, Wrigley Field itself has dropped to number two. That's how much he likes Sunnyside. Yeah. Um, you know what else he'd like? Lewis University. Students just like you, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fans, they go back to school to earn respected degrees at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts. They offer evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for adult students looking to complete your bachelor's degree or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program. Lewis has the right program just for you. They offer several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. Just going to highlight one real quickly. Lewis has a grad program in cybersecurity. Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity. They provide their students with scholarship funding that's not available anywhere else. They also have business analytics, finance, MBA, project management. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you find a better world 
Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. You can do it. Um, all right, let, let's talk a little London, right? I want to know off the top, who is Cubs royalty? Who would you describe as Cubs loyalty? It's similar to the Mount Rushmore, but that's American. So if you had to consider somebody as Cubs royalty, who would it be? We'll pick our king later, but just just Cubs royalty. Who who would you march out there? I would say anybody that was on the 2016 championship team, Cubs anyone, royalty. Anyone on Statue Row, Cubs Cubs royalty. Anybody Which, that's on a statue or getting a statue. Yeah. The chat would say Jake Slaughter. <laughs> Gary nominates Jake Slaughter as Cubs royalty. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, any Hall of Famer. Uh, I would, me personally, I'd put Tony Campana as Cubs royalty. He's just a Cubs legend that I feel like he, you know, he was, he was something that you know, he he just he just hit different than a lot of other Cubs. It's got to be someone right. that's like, even the people that just like captured fans' hearts, even if it was for like a season. Yeah, right? like mm-hmm. the the second half of Frank Schwindel. Like, <laughs> like, like. <laughs> 2021 Frank Schwindel might be Cubs royalty because that was or like or 2023 Mike Tockman like royalty I mean, royalty like we'll, royalty again yeah. in ten Puffy, years Puffy we'll Roads from one day royalty summer of Mike Tockman like yeah you know. well I think you look at like Kerry Wood Kerry Wood is not going to make the Hall of Fame he didn't win yeah. right anything with the Cubs but like he got he, one he's vote. Cubs royalty right oh 100 percent he is Absolutely. Cubs royalty. Mark Pryor probably is one too, even though Kerry he's Wood more than Pryor though, right? Like, oh yeah, Kerry yeah. Wood is. Uh, but people love Greg Maddox. Pryor, Greg Maddox played a lot for the Braves, obviously, but is he Cubs royalty? Yes, if he walks he into his Cubs convention, people are just like throwing roses at his feet. Yeah. Matthew says Dexter Fowler. Uh, oh, we said Dexter you know, Fowler in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, uh, what about who would be our Prince Harry? Who do we blame everything on and, and who who's whining all the time? Eric Hosmer. <laughs> Eric Hosmer is our prince. VR. Just, just go back to the chat. Eric Sogard. Matt, Matt Merton looked the most like Prince Harry. That might be a social graphic we could get out. Who is is this Prince Harry? And it could be a Matt Merton graphic from a couple years ago. Well, it's more than a couple years at this point. Yeah. Fergie Jenkins. Yeah, I agreed. Anybody that's got a statue yeah. is Cubs royalty. Harry Gary Carey. Ross is Alex Gonzalez. That's that's the Prince Harry? That's Alex Prince Gonzalez? Harry, for sure. Yeah. He, he could be. Steve Barman, I guess, would be in there, even though most people have forgiven him by now, hopefully. Yeah. Let's think. Peter uh, says well, Sammy Sosa. We didn't say Sammy Sosa. Oh, Sammy, Sammy is our – he's the Cubs royalty that is, has been shunned from the family. Yeah. 100% Sammy is King is is Prince Harry. Although he's not Prince Harry anymore, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even get the title. Fly the Dub says Sammy's a cheater. Yeah. He said <laughs> we have a King Charles. Who would, who's a great uh, Cub, former Cubs player named Charles? Hmm. <laughs> you're you're making Charlie me think Root? too hard. He, yeah, I, I don't know. You got to go way back into old Cubs history. I think making for me that. think way too hard for a remote show. Stuck. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All right. So I want to know that that's our Cubs royalty. We've got, we've got our, our Prince Harry. We have our 2016 is Cubs royalty. Who's King of the Cubs right now. I say King of the Cubs is King Kyle Hendricks. 
Ryan put out this information yesterday. Guys talked a little bit on the podcast. King Kyle, look what he's done since returning from a capsular shoulder injury. Like that, guys, this doesn't happen. He was gone for a year, and he's come back. Guys are hitting just 195 against him. His ERA is 2.60. And when I put this in our Slack channel, Lawrence snapped back at me and said, how could Kyle Hendricks be King Kyle with Marcus Stroman? Let me tell you why he's King Kyle. Because the King isn't necessarily the most successful. The King is the man with the pelts. The King is the man who's won glorious battles on the battlefield. The King is the man sitting with the robe. The King is the man with the rings on his finger. The King is the most tenured man in the family. It is King Kyle Hendricks, and he has returned to rule the land in Wrigleyville once again. Kyle Hendricks is king of the Cubs right now. It's not Marcus Stroman. We're thankful for Marcus Stroman. He's leading the team in battle right now, but he's not the king. The king is King Kyle Hendricks. I I, I mean, I agree in the sense that you talk about like the most tenured player on the Cubs. Like he's the only one that was there for that World Series title now. That's right. David Ross, because he's not, he's not a player anymore. Um, I would argue that Kyle's probably the most respected player in that locker room. Or in that clubhouse, King. Um, I I would argue that just again, he's 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 a veteran, a grizzled veteran, I guess is the, is the word to put it. World yeah. Series champion. Um, you know, he's he he knows the organization up and down. He's you know had the Cy Young finalist finish and has had the lows of the last couple of years. Like I, I I think you talk about a guy, yeah, a guy that commands the most respect in that locker room, a guy that's kind of done it all at this level, gone through it all, gone through the highs and the lows. Uh, knows what he's talking about, a guy that any of those young pitchers or really any young player on this team could go up to and uh, you know ask advice and, and and talk to about baseball and talk to about what it's been like to kind of, again, go through the ups and downs in this organization and see um, the overhaul of different uh, of the infrastructure in the system. Like Kyle Hendricks knows it all. Not only is he like he's a smart, <laughs> he's just a smart person in general. Like he knows baseball as well as anyone. So I think. Yeah, I think he commands the most respect in that clubhouse. I think the players give him the most respect in that clubhouse. I, I think he's that guy. If you think like who, maybe not on field top producer, but like if you think of like who is a leader on this team, like Kyle Hendricks is right there up with anyone else. And and Ryan, he rules with compassion. He rules with compassion, but he's firm in his decisions. If he doesn't want your analytics, he's going to pitch however he wants to pitch because he's king of the Cubs, king of the North side. Sources say. Sources say. Uh, Doug Van Dorn in the live chat says he would nominate Cody Bellinger as at least the Cubs Prince of Wales. Notice how they started winning again when Belly came back from the injured list. Well, that's true. Yeah. But they come back the week of the the pirate the first pirate series, right? Yeah. Rachel thinks I should be at the coronation. <laughs> it was well said. I gotta admit, it was very well said. Uh, I would say, I'm kind of with Ryan here. Like Stroh's been so great, it's kind of hard to not give him that. But when you want to talk about overall, like what have you done for your for the organization and all that stuff, then yeah, Kyle Hendricks is the he's number one on this uh, list, and I, it continues to be like. A little bit mind blowing of what he's doing because, like, dude, I'm I, I've set the ex- expectation for Kyle Hendricks at give me five innings, three earned or less, and this guy goes out there and 
almost throws a no hitter. He's got like in his six starts, he's got an ERA under three hitters are hitting a well under 200. Like what does it make any sense? Uh, you know, the Babbitt, we talked about the Babbitt uh, on the couch yesterday uh, with Ryan and, Co- and Corey. And so I guess it's, what is it, Ryan? It's like, he's due for some, some, some bad luck. So like maybe some of these numbers increase eventually, but he's still getting a lot of ground balls. And that's what I like seeing from him. Yeah. I would say, you know, as far as the Marcus Stroman thing goes to go back to like game of Thrones, not necessarily England, Stroman is the hand of the King right now, but the King is still Kyle. Cause he's the man with the pelts, the family, the history, the rings. Um, I, I knew this was how this was going to finish. Michael Collada has chimed in and the Godfather of the CHGO podcast says Ricketts, rules with his cheapness <laughs> can't we keep this positive today can't we just stay pod they've won 10 of 12 hey Kalata in the chat yesterday says we don't stinks he said it in caps oh, so we are staying positive that's yeah. how we should do it um, but he had to get that comment out you knew that when you oh, i knew it was when, coming when you started yeah. the, the the segment you knew that he's like oh i i yeah. know what to say here i'm gonna I'm going to drop this heater in for all the people. Yeah, he was like, a, he's Ricketts is keeping the coin and he's just throwing pennies at the peasants. We, we, I knew how exactly how he was going to play it. Uh, hey, the NBA draft is tonight. And with the NBA draft here, if you had to redraft the Chicago Cubs organization the way they are now, so anybody that's in the farm system, anybody that's been drafted, any free agents, anybody in the front office, how but current members so you can't draft theo who would you draft overall number one if you had the number one pick for the cubs organization tonight who would you pick how would you start the organization are we talking about players only here if you want to pick jed hoyer with your number one pick, go ahead and pick. And they Jeff have to Hoyer. be, and they have to be in the organization right now. And they have yeah, to so be. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be at the major league level. But if you want to pick Cade Horton as your number one pick, Cade Horton's your guy. If you had to start the Cubs today, and you had the number one pick with your current runout of guys that are within the organization, who's your number one pick? So, but it's coming from the Cubs organization, what you're saying. Yeah, the pool is anybody that's currently in the organization. Okay. I was going to say, like, if you're going to go anyone in baseball, like Colada would pick Steve Cohen for yeah. his, <laughs> right, his willingness right. to spend or, anything. Or Cub history, you might say, Theo. Sure. Yeah. Like, so currently in the Cubs organization. Currently in the Cubs organization. Who's number one? So I bet. Uh, Craig says Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes. <laughs> We don't even want someone that <laughs> at least we'll be able to enjoy the, the, the calling of the game via the radio. Okay. So yeah. who I, I, I think it's really more like who are you most excited about moving forward? Is PCA the number one pick? Even though you haven't seen anything at the major league level, is it is you know, are you yeah. drafting Dansby or Nico number one? Are you drafting I'm going to I'm just going to go out ben there and Brown? say I'm just going to go ahead and say Morel. He's 23 years old and we've seen oh. him adjust a few times now and like we see the athleticism. Do I think he's going to be a superstar player? I, I I don't know, but I think he could be a star player. And he's he's leading the Cubs in all-star voting. I don't know. Like I, there, at least there's a lot of upside there. I I don't think he is completely what he is yet i think that there's more to see and once they figure out where they're going to play him defensively that's when he's really going to take off i think so i'll go with morale number one 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I think one player, I don't know who I'd pick specifically, but I think one player who's kind of put himself into that list this season is, is Steele. And, like, you know, oh, towards the end of his time really? last season, I think he kind of really put his name in that hat. Um, he's 20, he's going to be 28 next month or a few weeks from now. So he's still relatively young. He's still relatively early in his major league career. Um, and he is a guy, you know, profile wise that like we talked about it with Stroman and how well like he could profile to like his, his stuff isn't like elite velocity or elite movement or whatever. It's just like, it, it's good command and good placement to get guys on the ground. Like that, that's his game. And uh, Steele is someone that his stuff plays to the point where he is not striking out everyone with elite speed or or crazy movement, whatever. Um, well, in, in a way, he does because like that forcing fastball is, is kind of a, a unique pitch, but um, he gets guys on the ground, he gets weak contact, he avoids barrels. Like that's something that, again, that profile of a pitcher lasts. It, it projects pretty well. Um, so if you're looking at a guy who's still 27 years old right now, even though he's going to be 28 soon like he's he's coming into his own kind of right at the perfect time where if he can kind of pitch at this level he should give you a few years of like really good pitching and if you're the cubs and and considering the fact that he'd be on the cheaper end of pitching i think he will just go into the arbitration system next year like this upcoming winter Mm -hmm. so you got a few seasons of like pretty cheap pitching if he can kind of pitch at this level and Prior to the injury, we were talking about him being an all-star, right? So, like, um, if you're the Cubs and you're looking at that, like, Justin Steele may be your pick because he's a young, cost-controlled, rising pitcher uh, that arguably could be considered a rising star pitcher. And I think that that's that could be a good place for them to start. And a left-handed pitcher. I, li- I like that, Ryan. Like, I think he's... He's higher than than you might expect, and and Morel's not a bad one either. I think in the chat, a lot of people are going to say Nico. Nico's an obvious one because mm-hmm. you're getting a guy up the middle who you know is good defensively and can be a spark plug for the offense. The only knock on Nico would be if you're drafting him number one, do you want a guy with your number one pick that has more power, right? Like, do you want somebody with more power than that? I don't know. I don't know if PCA can be my number one overall pick for the organization today just because I haven't seen enough of him and we haven't seen any of him at the major league level. Now, I'm not so sure that the organization wouldn't take him one if they had to redraft the whole thing. And then there's the question of whether or not an ace pitcher, let's let's say Kate Horton in, in the system or somebody, is more valuable to you than the position player. Or are you just looking at overall talent? Who's going to be the best player, pitcher or hitter moving forward? That's interesting. I don't know. You could make an argument for Nico, though, because Nico's already shown you that he can do it at this level. It's hard Um, to, like, want to take a minor league player in this given scenario because you just don't know. Like, Cade Horton has all the tools to be an ace, when he gets to the Cubs, right? Like we've seen this guy and, but like, I'm intrigued to see when he gets to like double a, because from like all the prospect guys and stuff, when they talk about Kate Horton, it's kind of like, they all kind of say like, he should be doing this at this, at that level that he's at in South Bend right now. So I'm, I want to see what he can do when he gets to like, 
the you know the more probably the the hardest level of minor league baseball double a in my opinion so uh you know like it to me like if you're just going based off potential and and you know that kind of thing then i would think about pca or Cade horton but you know at least these guys that we all said have proven something have have had good major league moments seasons whatever like i think that that's the route you have to go in this given scenario i'm i'm curious where gary would draft slaughter would number it be, one would it be number one would 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 slaughter be taken ahead of morell or mervis that's He'd take that's them up ahead of dansby ahead <laughs> of dansby um i tell you who i would draft number one the comed energy efficiency program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Cody. Oh, yeah, Luke. Uh, Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial and industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet also offers a free facility assessments that can help make or help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Uh, how does it work, Cody? Well, you know, Luke, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comet.com slash powering biz did you say comed.com slash powering biz yeah schedule it today fantastic that's, that's my best it's my best luke stuckmeyer impersonation i'll ever have is that just yep. reading that part I'd, when you I'd go, prefer if you refer to me as king luke the first today thank you when you go on comed.com slash powering biz after you're done with all that stuff you should then go to shady rays and check out what they got over there shady Rays, we love shady rays on the show Love them. I'm Absolutely. still. I, I gotta. I gotta get going on, um, doing my lost and broken replacement claim with my yeah. rays that are somewhere in a river near San Antonio. I don't. Luke may know what which one it is. Like, Guadalupe River. Yeah, I'm not gonna go fishing for them. They're, they're gone. Um, <laughs> but we know Shady Rays will have my back if I needed it. Um, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. 
If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com, code CHGO. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Very good. Love my Shady Rays. Waiting for that new pair to show up. I'm very excited Same. about it. But, you know, when I hit the road, days like this, sunny, a lot of glare out there. Nice to have the polarized shades. One of my buddies I went to college with, he invited me to his pool that's on a rooftop of his where he oh. lives on Irving Park on Saturday. Oh, fancy, schmancy. Well, so if you're not going to not London, you'll Ray. still feel like royalty. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll have to call him and let him know that, hey, I can't go. I got to go to London. You know, if, if things turn around, but right. you know, again, we haven't been told yes, haven't been told no, or Cody, no. So Cody just loves to tell people where other people live. So you're gonna have the reflector. I didn't say his name. No one. Cody's gonna be is. the creeper at the pool with the reflector shades <laughs> oh, on. That, I'm I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. Um, I do want to point out that uh, our guy uh, Michael Colada says that David Ross is the high sheriff of Nottingham, always messing up. Although. <laughs> Certainly been better lately. Yeah, I got Michael Colada. And somebody in the chat said that Pat Hughes should be described as the royal scribe. That would be a good role. Yeah. Who's the most tenured? I guess it's Sully, Paul, Paul Sullivan, right? Like, who's the most tenured scribe that covers the Cubs on the beat now? It may I be mean, him. Be he's, not, he's not beat writer anymore, but. but no, but yeah. I mean, like. He's more of a column he's, guy, right? Yeah, he's it's he's calm. there a lot. Would it be maybe him? I guess it'd be Sully. Yeah. Um. It's so not, I got to. Uh, yeah, the Royal Scribe, <laughs> Sir Paul Sullivan, the Royal Scribe. By the way, we missed an opportunity while we were in studio together to do a crosswalk of the three of us crossing the street in our CHGO mm. gear, mm. like the Beatles. Yeah. Like, Was it Abbey Road? Content. Could have been good content. Um, so I got we a could final have done it walking to the ice cream shop. Yeah, across, last summer, <laughs> crossing <laughs> the street and in the side you just see cone. <laughs> Wait, that's yeah. not that's not London. Um, <laughs> I got a question for you. Have you guys been following the um, the Titanic sub thing? They're saying that the sub's going to run out of air for these people that are. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. Okay, so. Apparently, these very wealthy people, there's a sub that you can take, like sort of a, it looks like sort of a makeshift sub. Like it's not a real submarine, but it's like a diving submarine that you can take down and go to see the Titanic. Well, it went down and they've lost it. And nobody knows for the last several days, they can't find it. So these people are on the ocean or ocean floor somewhere and they're like, we don't know where they're at. Like, so these people are trapped in this little glass submarine thing. Well, I, I absolutely worst nightmare, right? Like, I think I read that it was like 250 Rick DeHouse's billionaires. Um, at Rick, <laughs> yes, how do you not know about this at all? Like, everybody's like, what? And Elijah's saying, okay. already probably out of air at this point, but it's been, it's been multiple days. I think it was like 250 grand a person to go down in this thing and people have done it wow. successfully, but whatever this one is, first of all, how do you not have a beacon on the thing 
why a why isn't there a boat above constantly in communication with the thing yeah b why does it not have a like a beacon like a black box for an airplane that's like if you're if we don't hear from them for like five minutes where are they and how do we go get them i, I will say that i i've seen people talking about titanic on social media and i just haven't had the care to look up why so that's my that's me in defense it's so anyway. it's it's a four-day story is what Sarah t- uh, said in the chat. So I got – this is probably a little distasteful, but I uh, uh, nightmare scenarios. If you've got all the money in the world to burn right now, are you taking a sub for 250 grand down – sub to go see whatever you want to see on the ocean floor, or are you taking a rocket to be in space for like five minutes? Both seem like I don't know that I. It, they both seem terrifying. I don't know, yeah. or well, you know, much, Spirit Airlines many? to London also seems dangerous. But of these two choices, which would you rather have? I think at the moment I would pick the rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that seems based on recent events. I, I, how much money do you say we had this? To- I I thought I read that this was like two hundred and fifty grand, but it's basically like billionaires doing this. So I, they're taking but, a sub down to see the Titanic. First of all, I think space would be more interesting to go see if I'm if I'm risking my life yeah. to go see one of the two things, a ship on the ocean floor or be in space. Although floating around in space for a long time is sort of terrifying too. I never watched that. I'd rather, rather, rather donate the money to the Shohei Otani fund. <laughs> That's a wise choice. Wise choice. Same. <laughs> yeah that's your spin zone $250,000 per person there to go, go go see this sub might take I, might I think the rocket ship to get space, to the rocket wherever, ship wherever you're trying to get is less than that or more yeah. than that it might take 600 million to get Otani wherever you're trying to get him 250,000 would maybe, maybe make a little bit of a dent in there I can't believe these people went on this thing and they all did yeah, Sarah's investing. Right. Well, I mean, it's it certainly seems like it. Yeah, the, I don't. The pictures I've seen of the sub look like a little toy sub that a kid would have in a bathtub type thing. It's it's just like a little wow glass cube. First of all, I'd be it's terrified so, not knowing this outcome. I'd be terrified going down in this thing. I'm just curious, like, do do they be, have they been doing this for years? It, like it's not a brand that, new thing. Like I uh, saw today, there was an interview that's actually over, done it before. It's all over the internet. You can look it up there. Sorry, it's a Cubs podcast. I know. I'm sorry, but I'm just like so mind blown right now. Like what? Yeah, it's all over the internet. You can <laughs> Google is your friend. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. Oh, what? Yeah. I, I just know people are talking ways. about Titanic right now. I, I didn't know. I know it's rich. I know it was like they spent money, but like it is real people. Like. I don't. If, if you have to go and you run out of oxygen, is that worse than if there was a tiny little leak and the thing's filling up with water? What if, what if there's a little tiny crack and you start seeing water drip into the thing and you can't get to the top? Yeah, I don't. Well, Awful. Think about that. Anyway. Um, all right. So we haven't been told no. We haven't been told no about London. So Rachel's going to save us uh, a stool at the pub. Yep. And tickets, tickets to go to the game are real cheap on game time, like we said yesterday. Really? Game time yeah. tickets? They're like $6, a- Luke. Six bucks? Six bucks. Yeah, we saw that on game time. It's If Six you're in bucks. London, 
you're in London, London, you probably spend more money to travel over there than you are to go to the game. (laughs) That's for sure. Very much. Wow. All right. Uh, We know this was an early time for those of you that joined on the live YouTube chat, but we thank everybody that joined us for this. If you're listening to it in podcast form on Spotify or Apple in the future, make sure you give us a positive review, five-star review, only thumbs ups. And we appreciate all that. Make sure you uh, sign up to be a diehard so you don't miss any anything at all. And while you're at it, well, first of all, you get the free shirt, which is great. But look, Ryan, I found it. I found this one. You, you found go. it. I found it. I've been Happy missing for it for you. a month. I, fi- I found it piled up in the corner of my closet. Um, Very And make sure you sign up to be a diehard and also subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these if they happen to come on at odd times like this one. But thanks to everybody for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Um, The next live podcast, unless, of course, we're in London, which we haven't been told no yet, would be coming up Sunday after game two. Corey and Brendan will have it live right after that game, which I believe starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I told Corey they have to do it in a British accent. I don't know if they're going to do it yet. but would be amazing. Would love to hear Brendan try and have a – a British accent. I would, I would like to see Corey and Brendan do it after Corey's trip to Sunnyside with a British accent. That's, <laughs> that's the podcast we all need. Yes. Yes. So uh, anyways, have I a spot, you make a have a spot of tea on Sunday and join them for the podcast. Until then, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast and fly the W.